Hello, and welcome to New Ears on the Goat Farm Arts Center's The Cylinder Podcast. I'm Caleb Heron, Artistic Director for the Atlanta-based new music group Chamber Cartel. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have heard of Chamber Cartel, but for those of you that are also wondering who we are and what we do, I'll say this. We play contemporary classical music. But that's a little boring. What we really do is explore new sound worlds, reclaim ones that have been dubbed boring or stuffy or any other words that have been used against classical music, and create music like you've never dreamed of. Unlike pop music that has a very driven sound, we like to explore more. We like to listen more. We want to hear each and every nuance in the sound. Today we'll be taking a slight detour from our normal format by having a discussion with our guest artist, AB Duo, for our June 13th concert. The Stone Tapestry by Jeff Harriet is an hour-long work scored for flute and vibraphone soloists, percussion quartet, and electronics. For those of you wondering what electronics entail, we mean sound processing, specifically a program called Max MSP. The sound from the musicians will be sent through the computer program where it will do some cool things to it and then the computer sends the sound back out through the speakers. And that's not the only cool thing happening in this piece. There are a bunch of percussion instruments that sound pretty awesome. We have tuned pipes, wine glasses, and glass bowls. Mirne, flutist for the AB duo, also gets to play one of the more rare instruments of the flute family, the contrabass flute. Contrabass flute is a massive instrument with a delicate tone. It's 100 inches long and 2 inches in diameter. talking with Mirna Shim and Chris Jones about the AB duo. Hi, Caleb. Caleb, good to see you. So how did you guys meet? I was supposed to um, premiere a flute and percussion piece in Chicago a few years ago. Um, and I didn't know any percussionists in Chicago, so I asked a mutual friend for some recommendations, and he recommended uh, Chris. And uh, we ended up playing this piece called The Art of Noise. And then we ended up recording it and decided to just keep playing together. So what is the AB duo? We're a flute and percussion duo that right now we've been commissioning uh, new pieces for our pairing. And we've uh, been giving concerts and doing a lot of these premieres over the last uh, two seasons. 
the kind of music we play varies in a lot of styles, but can be summed up in about four words. Bouncy, strange, interesting, and fun. That was from a, uh, a concert review a couple years ago. From uh, our first concert in San Francisco. In San Francisco. And actually, it sums up what we do um, in our music and us as people. We, we like to get away from the sort of, I don't know, staunchy, nose-in-the-air quality of new music. So we... Well, we play that, too. We play that, too, but we don't, we don't bring that attitude to well, the music. Well, I think the thing is, like, we try to change our programming so that um, it's unusual to go to a concert and only hear one kind of style of composition on a concert of ours. Yeah, the aesthetic changes yeah. in a lot of our music. Yeah, uh, one of the first pieces we commissioned um, was yeah, Echo Loquacious by Matthew Joseph Payne. I play in Matthew Joseph Payne's band, The Mineral Kingdom, and he does a lot of work with Game Boys, and he's uh, really great at circuit bending things. And he wrote me a piece for Flute and Game Boy, and Chris loved it, as, as do I. So we decided that we needed one for AB Duo, um, for Flute, Percussion, and Game Boy. Yeah, that's one of the first pieces. Actually, that it is the, is first, the piece. first piece we got from our commissioning projects. And yeah, it's on our EP called Things We Dream About. both you from? I currently live in Rochester, New York, but I'm originally from South Florida. And I am from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I live near San Jose, California right now. And so how then, how do you guys maintain a duo with being so far apart? Lots of frequent flyer miles. (laughs) Well, we get together like a week or two before a concert, or occasionally we just get together to rehearse. Like last week, we were at the Avalok Farm Music Institute, which is a wonderful artist residency space for um, chamber groups. So we did a lot of rehearsing for the upcoming season there. Yeah, and then, or like we'll get together and schedule a recording session week. It's tricky, but it also forces us to plan really well and plan ahead. So it works. Like, so when we plan out our projects, you know, we come up with either, is it going to be a touring project? Is it going to be a recording project? Or it's something like Mir and I just mentioned where we go to this, you know, we spend a week at this residency, then we'll schedule another concert around it, like what we're doing uh, this weekend with Chamber Cartel. When uh, when we do the recording projects, we have done a number of different (laughs) ways of recording in the same studio, recording separately, doing... Okay, so we've through trial and error, we've decided that it's best if we just record at at one studio. Yes, after a lot of searching and trial and error, (laughs) we've decided that we're just going to record everything at my favorite uh, studio in Berkeley, Fantasy Studios. So now Chris has to come out, and I need to find all the various instruments for him when he comes to California. 
And also, I think, too, something to note, you know, for us and our music making and the music that we play, doing a click track and recording separately does not capture the same aesthetic or essence that we get when we're performing in the same room. Even though Mirne might be blocked off and soundproofed or um, isolated, for us, it's just the interaction and being able to be there with each other and listen back and make these decisions artistically for you know, one another is created a lot more success than click track it, lay it down one place and then be somewhere else. So we're, we're super excited to have you back in Atlanta. And I'm, I'm just curious, what was your favorite experience uh, from your last trip here, which was back in 2013? I mean, I, I think Mir and I both uh, both agree uh, on this is that the karaoke night that we had with Caleb and um, Amy and Amy and ourselves was uh, filled with a, a lot of fun memories since um, one of the things we asked for in our contract when we came back, our quote-unquote contract, was that we must have a karaoke night as as payment for our... <laughs> it's in our rider. It's in our rider. <laughs> like, if karaoke night doesn't happen uh, or before the show on Saturday, it I don't know. <laughs> we're we're going to call our management and, you know, we might have to pull out at the last minute, but... Kidding, kidding. <laughs> well, no, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Talking about the Stone Tapestry that we're going to be doing on Saturday, we're going to be performing. Maybe what was a big challenge of learning the, the piece or what was one of your favorite, uh, more favorite um, parts of learning the piece? I think for me, uh, one of the challenges is that uh, my contrabass flute is a little bit unusual. It's not the same design that most um, contrabass flute makers use for the head joint embouchure hole, the place where you blow into the flute. Um, so it's a very different design. So there's this one um, special technique that Jeff asks for called the tongue ram, where you essentially do ram your tongue into the embouchure hole and you, it makes a, um, a, a percussive sound. It's really cool. Um, but on my instrument, it's impossible to do that the normal way. So I've actually had to tape down a couple keys on the on the flute and then um, use my hand, one of my free hand that, you know, that's what the tape was helping, you know, with. Um, and now one hand is free to aid in the making of the tongue ram. So, yeah. So that was a little bit of a fun challenge. So if you want to, um, some examples of more aggressive or less um, delicate contrabass flute sounds, you can hear it in our um, clip of Ricochet by Ned McGowan. And that's for contrabass flute and percussion, drums, yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, for me, um, pieces like this, I, I really love because, as I'm sure you're aware, Caleb, like making you know, all these choices in colors and sounds, you know, finding unique instruments. Uh, so some of the instruments we're going to be using are some of the things you heard earlier, the bowls, the, the wine glasses, pipes. I'll be playing, you know, I'll be bowing the vibraphone to produce harmonics. And a piece like this, you, you can have a lot of fun finding all these different colors and different sounds and ways to um, create this sonic world that, you know, Jeff thought of. And um, to me, that's, it's also exciting for me, but also exciting because I think it's something that the audience will enjoy as well because it's totally, it's a sonic world that's completely different. Like we mentioned earlier, we tried to program different kinds of music on every concert. So this is actually the first time that the entire concert will be one piece. And this is the longest piece we've performed together. Um, I think the music is sort of at times meditative, but the sounds are sort of otherworldly because because of the electronics, you know, the live audio processing and plus like there's sounds like stones being dropped into buckets of water and glass bowls being tapped in unusual ways. And um, I think that that just creates sort of a like a, more of an experience. And it's not just about those sounds individually, but it's how those sounds are intertwined with the rest of the music. And I think that that is something that people will enjoy. You know, sure, I mean, that's, you know, dropping stones into water and making music out of it does sound sort of a little unusual, but it, it truly is something remarkable when you see the entire product at the concert. If you want an example of some live audio processing, we have a clip of Isla by Ian Dickey for flute, vibraphone, and live audio processing. Thank you for Mirna Shim and Chris Jones for coming in today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Caleb. It's uh, we look forward to Saturday night for sure. And pizza and karaoke. Yep. <laughs> most most importantly, pizza and karaoke. Most importantly, definitely. <laughs> the music second. <laughs> Thank you for listening to New Years on the Goat Farm Art Center's Cylinder Podcast. We hope to see you on Saturday. June 13th at 8 p.m. at Goodson Yard with AB Duo. Tickets are at the door, $10 suggested donation, and cash only, please. You can find AB Duo at abduo.net. Um, you can find them on Twitter and you guys on Instagram? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, YouTube. So, yeah, you can find AB Duo on all those social media as well as Chamber Cartel on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that other great stuff. Until next time, keep those ears open. <laughs>